Welcome to the Spartan Factory, brought to you by Beyond the Big Ten. I'm BJ Cunningham. I got my man Jarrell Worthy with me. What up, Word? You. We in the building, man. We brought home the brass platoon. We went to Bloomington and and handled business, as I should say. Uh, Our offense, Caden Hauser gave us a great game. 245 yards in the air, three TDs. That's all we was looking for, my guy. That's what we wanted to see. It was great receivers making plays, one-handed catches. Montoy Foster to the crib. I'm at the crib, about to spill my pop or beer, whatever I was drinking. You feel what I'm saying? I was just like, okay. I, I was geeked, bro. It was good to see us making plays. We got Penn State coming to the crib. Where, what was your initial initial thoughts after the game, bro, or during the game? Uh, I mean, offense looked really good, I would say. Um, we was able to get it to the playmakers we talked about, you know, all season long. Uh, I would say defensive line looked pretty good. Uh, but outside of that, man, you know, I think, you know, the expectations was to go in there and get that win against Indiana. So it was good to see us back, get back on track. It was definitely good to see us, man. So now, all right, we got that dub under our belt. Now we got finish the season strong. All right, we got Penn State coming up. Are we there or is it home? I just looked, but I forgot. No, I believe. actually, Penn State is at, it's at Ford Field, man, which is kind of oh. a, a, you know, it's, I don't know, it's it's a neutral home game for us. I would say that. So mm. at the end of the day, we, we, we a little bit in the city, but you know how it goes, man. When we get in the city, baby, we got to hey. turn up. Hey, we in the jungle. We, we in the heart of the day. You feel Ford Field, bring them lions oh, out, yeah. man. But nah, we got Penn State, like Worth said, at Ford Field in Detroit. Kind of a neutral site, but it's still in Michigan. Everybody's still going to be a home game for us. Um, Penn State looks good this year. Penn State looking all right. Um, I feel like, like I said, we coming off of that win. You know, our hopes is up. We know this is probably this is our last game in the season. But um, I feel like, you know, we can come out, play hard. I just want to see a repeat. I want to see the quarterback get the ball out, get it in the air to our receivers. Bro, that last game, I just want to give a shout-out to my wideouts, man, and tight end slash tight ends. Malik Carr, the freak. Malik, the freak, bro. You a problem, bro. You was, You did your thing. Big fella. I hit you up before the game. Bro, good game, bro. I'm proud yeah. of you, bro. My toy Foster, that one-handed grab to the crib, spin away. I texted y'all during beep. the game. I was like, did y'all see that? Did y'all see that? <laughs> that was crazy, though. So I'm happy my wide. I was got to get busy, man. Like, it just looked like our true – We need, that was our, our true form. Guys Guys came in a true form this game, and it was just good to see. Yeah, I mean, I would just piggyback off that, bro. I think the biggest thing was just that they threw the ball and gave them boys a chance. Like, sometimes a receiver, it might not be clean. You already know from your experience, bro, but you got to put it out there, give that boy a chance to make some plays. And I think, you know, Caden Hauser did that. Um, And it was just good to see, man. Honestly, we was able to stay, you know, ahead of the sticks offensively. And the boys went out there and made some plays. Yeah, man, it's all about making the QB look good sometimes. It's never going to be perfect. He, he can't hit you on the numbers every single time. So help your boy out, man. Bail him yeah, out every man. once in a while. My boy Caden gave the, the, the oh, my gosh, how did he do that? The hands on yeah. the head uh, after the T. I was like, okay, yeah, they boys out there having fun. So it was good yeah, to see. Yeah, now them boys just turned up. You know yeah, what I mean? Help were. me. Help you. Help, help me. Help you. Help you. Come on, baby. Iron sharp as iron. But, uh, <laughs> But now nah, I'm proud of my dogs. We got Penn State coming up, but enough of that. All right, like I said, this is our this is probably our last game coming up this year. So let's 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 fast forward a little bit into the off season. This this coaching situation that we have, where mm. let's talk about it because I know you brought it up a little bit last week. You yeah. said you wanted to get into it, so so let's talk about these prospects. Who do you like? What kind of kind of coach would you like to come in? Talk to me. Uh, I don't know. I think so. For me personally, as far as the personality of a coach, uh, I would say a, a coach that understands what stage they're on. I think 
you know, people need to really understand the Big Ten is the second best conference in the country, um, just slightly under, you know, the SEC. I think the level of competition that's coming in that's going to be introduced now to the Big Ten, you nest, you have to have a candidate that understands the, the implications of, of what's uh, what's to come and to understand, you know, realistically the type of players that we have to have in there. We got to have players that can play in January, well, December and January in the, in the cold, but we got to have that speed that we can take out West and compete with the best guys on the, on the planet. So for us, we got to have an, a coach that understands the right, the, the right scheme, right system. Um, but for me, man, you know, we've got some guys that, have, you know, we've been looking at, you know, the head coach of Duke, uh, head coach of Arizona, as well as, um, you know, all, the OC from Florida state as well. So we'll get into the names and specifics as we get into our, uh, little bit in our show, but, I think the biggest thing is just having that personality fit. You know, uh, the way the kids are responding nowadays, it's about that personality fit. You know, they got to have a guy that they understand that they can win with, they can make plays with, and they can also get NIL with. And so if you got a guy that understands all three of those, then, you know, and it's a true motivator, you know, we can we can find a way to make some plays. Definitely. So for those who don't know, um, Michigan State's head football coach Mel Tucker was uh, relieved of his duties midst, in the midst of the season. Um, due to some, you know, stuff that went on, but it's going what happened was it was, a, it was yeah, it was a, it it's was a seventy down. million dollars left on his deal, right? I don't know what we doing with the seventy mil. I don't know if we're giving all seventy to the coach, or we still got to work out, you know, you know, if if, if he does get any of that back, uh, Mel does. So we still, I think Michigan State is still working on the, the ins and outs on that. But as far as the coach that I like, okay. For the past 15 years, we've had a defensive coach. It's time. I need an offensive coach. Oh. I, 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 need, a, I need an offensive coach. Because, listen, I'm, being an offensive guy, I love I love Coach. My, coach, he's my dog. I wouldn't trade him for nobody. Mel Tucker was holding it down until all this stuff happened. Barnett doing his thing. All defensive coaches, right? What's the one th- – in, in the past seven years, in the past five years, what's the one thing that we haven't had? Well, we haven't had we haven't had not an we haven't had but like a, yeah. at a like a yeah. uh, a highly recruit highly highly touted quarterback. We have not had that. We have not had that big time. QB Ever since Kirk Connor, once them boys left, man, shout out to all my Spartan dog quarterbacks. But let's just be real. Once Kirk and all those guys, Connor Hoyer, once those guys were gone, mm-hmm. defensive coaches don't really develop quarterbacks. Nope. So what Michigan there. State has been missing was a, a quarterback developing under the offensive coach. All off, offensive coaches that you got coming in have all developed quarterbacks. Look at Penix Jr. Look at Bo Nix. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and these are offensive coaches. Well, not Oregon, but I'm saying, look, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about as, as even in the NFL, you look at the offensive coaches, they have that relationship with their quarterbacks. To Sean, Sean Payton, uh, Andy Reid. I play for Andy, bro. He's a quarterback's guy. He loves his QBs and he's calling the plays. So it's like when we get stuck as an offense, the head coach, he's an offensive guy. He can take that. He's like, hey, all right, you know what? I'm Defenses, I feel like this is a little bit more like either we this or we that. Either we manning or we zoning at the end of the day, right? And we yeah. and we scheming it. But offense, as a coach, bro, running the team, we've had defensive coaches for the past, past 15 years. I just think it's time for us to get a young – we have a young quarterback. We need to get an offensive coach in here to develop him and mow him and to run in the offense. What, what, what's your thoughts? What kind of coach do you think? What you thinking? 
Well, you already know me. So I'm a, I'm a, I say, I think from that perspective, you make a great point because, you know, we have had, you know, some of the top defenses in the country um, in the last 10 or 15 years, regardless of, you know, what, what coach has been under the helm. Uh, we were successful with that with Coach D'Antonio as well as, you know, Mel Tucker. They had those guys turned up originally um, when they went that 11-2 and two season. So for us, I think, you know, the the opportunity for our defense to stay intact is there. But as far as us competing with the high-powered offenses, you're talking about, you know, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan at some point. You know, the one thing that that I uh, that I, I did tip my hat to Michigan this this past year, which I really don't like tipping my hat to them, is the simple fact that the, the variety of players and the variety of plays that they threw at us. I think the simple fact that they did go down in a different formation, that same formation where we that I argued against as far as our D coordinator, they did find ways to use a variety of their players. And I think for us, we got to have the off. We have to have the guy, the right guy in the in the um, in the building that understands you know, using, utilizing all the players that we have at our disposal. And so if you get an offensive guy that knows how to come in there and do that, then we can make some things happen. And so you definitely make some great points about having that offensive-minded coach. The quarterback, the head coach have to be on the same page. Whoever is coordinating with the with the quarterback, they literally got to be walking, you know, step in step with each other. And so if we get a guy that can understand and elevate Caden Hauser, can bring in the next three or four-star quarterback, because you got to realize, man, in most cases – Colleges are only recruiting one to two quarterbacks a year. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, majority of those quarterbacks that are that are four or five stars, they're sitting on a bench. And for us to not necessarily, I would say, bring in that type of talent and aren't committing to recruiting and bringing in those types of guys, especially the dual threat guys, because as we see in the Big Ten, if you can run and pass, you have a, a completely um, different advantage uh, over your opponent. So I think at the end of the day, if we can find those types of guys um, to elevate our offense, we'll be in good shape. And it's like you said, um, walking step by step with the, the head coach with the quarterback. Bro, people understand that quarterback has a lot on his plate. And if you if you have a defensive coach and you guys don't speak the same language, who can he go to? Like, Agreed. man, would you like hey, come off the field, man? I'm seeing this. They drop in, they drop in to bring the safety down. They're rolling the other one back. The corner's coming off the edge. They got the linebacker, like linebacker sinking into the flat. So as a as a as an offensive head coach, you can really have that communication with your quarterback to make him feel more comfortable on the field. As as to, oh man, you gotta you gotta throw it to the other guy, the open man. Like it's just, yeah. it's just you it's that language, it's that comfortability. The perspective is different. It's a different perspective. When I'm telling you, bro, when these kids 18, 19 years old, you still need that, bro. I remember I was 17 when I started playing football, bro. The reason why I got redshirted was because I could run a route. I could catch the ball, see ball, get ball. But I was all see ball, get ball. It was up here. It was mental mm -hmm. for me. I didn't know I had to cut my route off when when one linebacker blitz or, or two linebackers blitz. But I'm good if only one blitz and it's a 50%. You know, it's just different type of stuff that you got to know within a split second so i have if i don't have a coach that's now mind you if i'm there, i'm coming from not playing football before to a power university power five university all right so it's like how who, how am i gonna teach this i just got learn. i learned yeah i learned it i got red shirted so it kind of helped but if i'm just getting thrown in the fire and it's certain stuff i don't know and i don't have a coach that can see that and be like hey we got to fix this and we got to tweak this a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be mm -hmm. out there willy nilly. And that's kind of how we've been looking at that position for the past like five years. It hasn't stayed like it hasn't been like our like a stamped position for us. So that's all I'm saying. But 
I that's do why agree I kind of like. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying I agree with you because, like Peyton Thorne, when we first brought that offense under Jay, you know what I'm saying? It's new to the script. You feel me? Mm-hmm. They don't have enough. They don't have a lot of film on that. And so at the end of the day, it really looked good in those first couple of years because they didn't necessarily understand. But then once you started to get into year three, four of running the scheme, they understand it's actually more simplistic than we think. And then now we're starting to get exposed. And so I think you make such a valuable point, bro, is having the right guy, having the right guru in the room to help elevate it. Because at the end of the day, in football, as much as we try to surround ourselves with all the best athletes, the quarterback is what makes the engine go. They're the key. They're they're the key starter that makes everything go, man. At the end of the day, if you don't have a sound guy in the driver's seat, if you don't have a guy that understands that can keep a young player calm, because that's the one thing you still see young quarterbacks out here getting playing time, making plays, being freshmen, young sophomores, and they have to have a guy that knows how to speak the same language with them that keeps them calm. in when, 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 you know what I'm saying, when everything is, is going crazy around them. And so I think you make so many good points about that. Um, I mean, we got a couple coaches, candidates that look, you know, I would say that could fit the bill. Uh, you know, one just kind of one that sticks out is, you know, Mike Elko uh, down from Duke. I know the one thing I did notice about Duke over the last, you know, three or four years is, is realistically the type of products that they put into the NFL, um, the type of way, the ways that they are competing in the ACC with the with the premier talent. Um, and they are now in primetime football games. So, you know, he would probably be, be he would probably be one of my top candidates because at the end of the day, he's understood how to build a program coming from scratch where, you know, they, you know, obviously Duke is known for their basketball. The basketball but, school. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Turn yeah, them around. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. But they're, I mean, they're in prime time games. And so the one thing I did point out is, is Michigan state, regardless of what our season has been the last couple of years, we've had the opportunity to be on the biggest of yeah. stages. We're still going to be on week. We're, yeah, we're not going to be at that. We're, we were not noon games. We're three 30, four thirties yep. night games. I mean, right. the one this weekend on Friday is a night game. So, Regardless of our season, the opportunity for us to show up is going to be there. And so we got to definitely have the right guys leading the way um, with that. With that being said. Uh, I like that. Uh, Duke, you're right. Duke, Duke's program has, within the past five years, he's turned that mug around. They on prime time. They beating people on prime time. They putting up points. It's yeah, like it's a, it's a, they're, they're a sexy team to watch, kind of, you know, because they can still yeah. be an underdog, but they're still putting up points. They're beating teams that are good. So then, I don't know. I, I like what you're saying about that. Like I said, though, I think he's a defensive head coach, so I'm still – but he's doing his is thing. He, is he still a defensive head yeah, coach? Yeah, I, th- um, I, believe, I believe so. But um, but the thing they got, I think they work with they work with little Cutcliffe down there though a little bit. Yeah, though. I'm, I think I'm just that's saying. The one hey, I'm not saying. Yeah. I, like, I like the choice. I still like that choice because Duke cold. Duke still cold. I like quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks get better every year. That's. I think that's one of the things. The one they things do. I will point out, as opposed to, you know, we got other guys that are on the, you know, other guys like Jason Candle uh, from Toledo. You know, an inspiring coach. I think he's a good motivator. He probably has the opportunity to really make some plays. Um, at the end of the day, yes, there's a there's some pluses for him being able to recruit the Midwest. Um, but at the same time, like at this level in which he is now being asked to step into, if he gets this opportunity, really how much of an impact is he going to be able to have coming right out the gate? How much of an impact is he going to be able to have as far as the recruits when you're giving your background and where I've been, what I'm doing, you feel what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like these kids don't know history. They don't know the history of football. They don't know the history of, of 
of programs and teams. And although you might be in a position where you have elevated a team from the Mac to becoming a very, you know, uh, formidable opponent each and every week, you still have to understand that these are some big shoes that you're filling because I mean, this guy, these guys were just two or three years removed from competing for the college football playoffs. So we're not in a position where we are trying to go backwards, especially right. when we already have the type of sponsorships that we had in place. You know, our, our affiliation with Nike being able to go out there with all the crazy new uniforms, all the crazy gear, mm -hmm. the type of support that we're getting externally, we need to make sure that, we are going the extra mile internally in order to make sure that we have the right guy at the position in order for us to, 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 you know, get on that ascending track because, you know, one of the things I had listened to at urban Meyer and I, you know, we, I put it in our group chat is that controversy surrounding the team really fuels the fire. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Michigan state has, is under a lot of controversy right now, you know, from a, from a perspective of, you know, are they as good as advertised? Right. And so, for us, man, we got to make sure that we are getting ourselves back to that to that standard where we're being physical, where we're being dominant. And you have to have the right guy that comes in and motivates them. Like, hey, man, they didn't want y'all. Hey, they counted y'all out. Hey, you guys have went through some ups and downs, but you got to be in a situation where you take the bull by the horns and we, you know, we make some stuff happen. I like that. I'm just, I don't, I'm, I don't necessarily want no underdog coach. For, I don't want that. We've, we've had that. That's all we have been. That's all we've had. I want an urban. Throw that bread. I want a prime. I want. A, I want one of these top personality coaches that have been through some adversity in their own life before and know how to talk to the players about it. Like, come on, nobody's yep. perfect, man. We're not gonna sit up here and act like all all these coaches out here ain't never done nothing in their life. All these players out here ain't never done nothing. All these nobody's never done nothing. You know, nobody's perfect. So I look at it as like. Yeah, oh yeah, these people kind of sound. I don't like that morale, that 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 that, like that fake morale stuff. I don't like it. I want I want to get somebody who's gonna come in, and be like, look, if y'all not gonna do it, I'm gonna bring somebody else who is, or we gonna do this together. So so, that's the I think that's the kind of like at this point in our program, I think we need somebody like that. Now, that could be under underdog, but since we talking names, I'm I'm I think my out of the list that we got. I like Jonathan Smith from Oregon State. I like how their offense has been looking. Their their team has been been holding it down this year. I just in the program. He's built their program up. They're not one of the top programs, but they're still up there. And he used to be OC at, at Washington. He was at USC and he was the he ran their offense. So good defense. All right. Defense. He know how to, you know, bring his guys together. But I want to see a guy that can that can come in. Not it can be him. I'm just looking at my man's resume and how what he's done for for his team. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want somebody that can come in and, like I said, somebody that's faced something in their life, whether whether it's some life stuff, some school stuff. Like I don't, we don't need nobody. I don't need anybody with a perfect rap sheet. I'm not saying, hey, come on, now, we, we, you know, what I'm saying, but like we a, Spartan dogs now, you know, yeah, we Spartans, baby. Perfect. Like we don't, we ain't never perfect, be perfect baby. man. Like it's, it just is what it is. But I do want somebody gonna be able to just come, put their foot down. This will be running. We need more structure yeah. um, as a team. I don't want a guy like you know, like a a, a super super big headed coach coming in and, and trying to think he the, the program is about him and not the players. But I do want somebody to come in and still, yeah, like a prime, like a prime, bro. Just don't got to be him, but just give me somebody like with some charisma that can. Because at this age, these kids, they like all right, like they we stay smart and they getting paid. So what are what are you gonna do for them that they can't do or go get already now? 
So I feel like our coaching staff, our new coaching staff is going to have to come with the with the shits for real. And they can't they can't uh we can't uh pee foot around, you know, the one foot around and and you know, we got to come in and that spring this spring is going to be real big for first off for all the players that's here right now and Agreed. for the coach and this this summer is going to be big for recruiting whoever coach come in because it's a lot to clean up. So I'm excited to see who it's going to be. Hey, it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a a little ride, but we definitely about to see what's popping. Definitely. But can I can I like add into that though be like yeah, go ahead. I want to know why the one question I do have is why is college football different than NFL, right? So if you're in the NFL, you see a guy that is doing well with a team, whether that whether that's in the division or outside of division, you they they go get the they go get the coordinator, they go get the guy that's making the machine work, right? Why do we still continue to think that, you know, at some of these at some of these schools and at these positions that it's the head coach that is really making the type of impact on the players. It could be the OC. It could be the DC. You feel what I'm saying? It could, it could be, be the guy. Coach. Exactly. It could be somebody that's, you know what I mean? Really behind the scenes. That's really, you know, driving the emotion, driving the attention to detail, the commitment towards the process. Right. And so for me is I don't necessarily want to neglect you know, guys that are at big programs that might not necessarily be the face of those programs. Um, and I know you might get a kick out of this one, but, you know, what about a dude like Brian Hartline? I mean, you know, at Ohio State, right? He's the OC at Ohio State currently, right? Was the quarterback's coach for a while, had an opportunity to help develop really a lot of good talent. And then you have a guy that this year, for for me, Ohio State's quarterback this year, as far as skill set, is 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 a drop off from compared to the guys that they've been able to have behind that they've been able to have under center in previous years and what they've still been able to accomplish they finding what they're finding ways to get their best football their best player the football right we talked about Marvin Harrison earlier this year like at the end of the day this is a person that has played this is a person that has went through the fire um has had NFL experience even you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I played with Buddy in Miami. That's yeah, what I, I was yeah, just I about to say that. I'm like, yeah. I, I feel like you've had some 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 time with Buddy at one point yeah. in time. But student just of the to game for where... sure. Yeah, he was a student exactly. of the game. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of that that's a that's that's a take. I, that was good. That was good. But that's I, but I, even, I feel I like even, you would think you would like that though, man. Down the street, dude. He's straight, right? Under he's he's underrated right now. Nobody's really talking about him because obviously Ryan Day is the guy, but. I mean, I would be a young that would be a young bull that I would love to see. You know, what I mean, like a IE Marcus Freeman, you know, out of you know was, at Notre Dame, right? It was teammates he, too, so they could become that little rival. Oh, that's tough. Hey, I like dude. that. And I just like so that. for me, I just think at the end of the day, when we when you have this type of power as as far as being able to go out and hire, go out and recruit, and sell yourself as a program, the fact that we've been getting thumped in the last two years, right? we should be willing to go the extra mile as far as vetting as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily just the coaches that feel like they show interest because in the, in the, in the world of business, we understand that that first, that first answer might be no, but at the same time, anything is negotiable in 2023 and beyond, bro. We got to be in a situation where, you know, we're communicating, we show ourselves, we show the value that we bring to the table, the players that we do have, because like I talked about on, on paper, we've got the number four class in the Big Ten. 
which is right behind some of the premier guys. It is right behind Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. So there is no reason why we as a staff should not be going out to try to get them Louis bags, to try to get those, you know what I'm saying, those Fendi bags in the East Lansing and make sure that we getting the right guys that can help lead ours. If a coach come in and he don't – if a coach is coming in to East Lansing and he don't know what them buffs are, he don't know what the buffs are, the all white gotta buffies. go. If he can't – if he – look, if he can't – hey, you know what I'm saying? If that boy don't know the Cheddar Boys, if that boy don't know, you know what I'm saying, Ice Wear Vest, all them boys, that boy don't look, listen, look, look, look. If he ain't boy. with it, he – he got it. Listen, if you don't understand, you can't be with it. Like I that's can't, I can't, I can't support it. You feel what I'm saying? No, so I just feel like, you know, this is the type of language that these guys are going to be talking about this, this, you know what I'm saying? This is the type of uh, language that these guys are really trying to hear and they need to see you be able to play that part to an extent. I know Jim Har Jim Harbaugh is not a guy that is, um, or it's not Jim Harbaugh, but John Harbaugh. I know he's not a guy that is like, uh, uh, I think I got it right the first time. But Jim Harbaugh, I know he's not a guy that is, I don't know either you know, you feel what I'm saying? Either way, they brothers. But yeah. he's not a guy that is, you know, this is what he is, but he is understanding of this is what I need to have in order to get the right guys, right? And you like, see, but but you see how he interact with his cue? I'm about to cut you off. But you see, how, bro, he plays catch with his quarterback before the game. He's an offense. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, it's little stuff that I see, bro. It's little stuff. Like when the, when his brother be talking to Lamar, Lamar, what do you want to do, Lamar? You want to run it? You want to go for it, Lamar? I mean, you think him and Lamar don't be chilling, having coffee, and Lamar having a Gatorade in the office, and you know what I'm saying? It's just it's that type of stuff. But like, hey, man, yeah, I'm going up yeah. to you, rubbing your shoulders. That hey, bro, it's your time. Hit him in the head. Are hey, you trying to play catch? You need to warm up. Maybe to warm you up. I catch for you. Like Harbaugh does that. Yeah, and I'm not You're trying to right. you know. Forget Michigan. I'm just saying, as a as a as a coach, like as a co player's coach, coach player, like that's the relationship you see when you see that relationship with your head coach and your quarterback. Look at the team; they're successful. They may not be the best, but they're successful. They moving that ball down the field. Their offense is efficient. And all that stuff kind of go hand in hand. It's like having it's like being married, bro. You, be, you cook the food. You working right now. Your wife bring you the food. It's just it, everything worked hand in hand. Like, you know what Absolutely. I'm saying? And that's that's what I want to see. And honestly, I, since I've been at Michigan State, I've never seen that. But with my I'm, when I, we were there, we were blessed. I always tell man, people, we, bro, we was blessed, bro. I came in, I came into Michigan State, same recruiting class as Kirk Cousins and Nick Foles. Those are my two quarterbacks coming in. And then we had a five-star transfer in named Keith Nickel, who was Sam Bradford's backup at Oklahoma. And mm -hmm. we also had Brian Hoyer, who's still in the NFL right now to this day, backing up Jimmy G. So Absolutely. I want to tell y'all, I know I, I know what I'm supposed to be seeing. Like these guys did not have a relationship from what I saw, a relationship with our head coach but our head coach was a great coach defensive guy and that's how defensive now they joke and kick it but it's a different language it's just a different mm -hmm. language and, then, and if you ask those guys right now if they would have had an offensive head coach in college they may have thrived a little bit more who knows yeah you know an offensive yeah. coach knows what we need on the o-line we know how to how to scheme this up we're actually no we're not going to do this uh roshar we're going to do this you know what i'm saying it's, it's that authority as opposed to being a defense head coach the oc is low-key to the all you saying is uh, go for it or don't go for it or punt. That's all you saying as a defensive head coach, for real. The offense, the OC calling everything. You just get the blame, and then OC gonna get a little bit of the blame. 
my bad going on this rant, but I'm just saying like, like that's what, that's what, that's what, if you look at Michigan or you look at these, these, these teams where the coach is involved in the is an offensive head coach, you see that quarterback coach relationship and you go to that tape, that offense moving the ball. They might be able to be the best. Look at Andy Reid. They might not be the best, but she might be out there with bricks in her hands, but the quarterback going to be doing his thing. That's all I'm saying, man. But, but you're right, bro. I love, I love, I ain't gonna lie. I really like that heartline, that heartline look. I think, I think we need to, we need to tap in and let somebody know about that one. That was good. Come on, Matt. Like hey, that. we three, like they three hours away. Ain't a big <laughs> move hours. for my boy. You feel me? He hey, can still hey, get you know, home Ohio to the crib boys, when you. Know, they like the Ohio boys up there, man. Come on, Come on. Man. Michigan State. Ohio boys have always had some success at Michigan State. You know what I'm saying? Whether that, that be internally, externally, we always find a way to ball. I feel like. At the end of the day, we definitely need to take a look at that. And then on top of that, you got to realize he's a young boy. Like, he understands the the game. He He understands. Yes, he can speak the language right there to the guys. Like, Mm -hmm. when you're going out and finding a head coach that you want for the next 5, 10, 20 years, you have to have somebody that is speaking their language at that moment. The reason why Nick Saban is still at Alabama is because when they hired Nick Saban, he was able to speak their language. He understood what motivated the kids. He understood what make what's going to make them go out there and run through a brick wall for me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you have to have a coach that is coming in to build that type of relationship for them. I think that they've got some really cool guys in-house. I think that at the end of the day, like, I would love to still see Harlan Barnett be retained because of the type of products he was been able to produce from a Definitely. defensive back perspective. Definitely. So I would love to see you have a guy like that because – you don't play nine years in the National Football League. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You ain't, you haven't been, you was a Rose Bowl champion uh, at one point in time with Michigan State. You have the the pedigree to be able to, to, to motivate players and to motivate guys. I just think without the supporting cast from a coordinator perspective, he is just really, I mean, he's out there kind of swimming with one fin right now. You feel what I'm saying? And so I think at the end of the day, if we have the, if he has the right support around them, if they do, do decide to keep him, he still is a guy that can help motivate, but they have to put the right supporting cast around him. But if we are deciding to go in a different direction, bro, we got to look to some of these young bulls out here with with, with the fact. play calls that understand the, the where the game is going, the speed of the game, understand How what the these players, players. Are, are talking. Yes, yep. yes, like they know, yes. Bro, you think Harlan don't know about recovering rest, bro? That's that's all he was doing when I got to Miami. <laughs> Me like... <laughs> But nah, for real, like it's that type of that type of. All right, I always said, well, as a player, I had always said the ones that actually played the game. I don't care what how old they are, the ones that mm-hmm. actually played the game and didn't learn it from their dad being a coach or from a book or something. To me, those are the best coaches. They had the best the best life advice to give me. They had the best football advice to give me because they actually went through it. You know what I'm Indeed. saying? So I mean, at this at this point, I mean, it's a lot of coaches that play, but I mean, when we really look into it. At a high now, now we're looking at played at a high level. Then it's then it's even more different. So it's like so it's like when you when you have somebody who's like that who played at a high level who knows what you're going through mentally, knows going off the field and on the field, physically off the field mm-hmm. and on the field. Like it's just like how 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 do you find that coach with that balance? And I feel like that that heart line one was a hit on the nose. I don't know if they go. I hope they go that direction. I don't even know if they thought about it. I hope they they need to get you on the uh, the, the committee. The alumni bro, need listen, to come. That one, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, bro. Because it's <laughs> I like words, it's man. Like, Give me your handle, man. <laughs> dude, I'm just tell because BJ, it's not necessarily about the wins and losses, bro. It's about the personality, dog, and it's about yep. 
Like the football yep. aspect, it, you know, and we talk about this a lot, bro. It's so much mental over physical. At some point in time, at once you get to a certain level, like college, and then you talk about the pros, everybody has a, a skill set and a strength that they bring to the table that that allows them to be great. It's really the mental. It's really the being able to, man, this dude is my best player, but shit, when it get cold, this dude don't want to go out there and really perform, but I might have to mm -hmm. have a guy that knows how to talk him through that you know what I'm saying, or or motivate him in a way where he goes out and the, and the cold is is non-existent for him. And it's like for us, we got to find the right guys that are willing to, I would say, go through the hardship because obviously that first year is going to be tough. If we keep a lot oh, of the guys good. that we have, like I told you, I really feel like at the end of the day, it just comes down to structure and calling the play calls at the right time, not throwing flea flickers on first and 10, not being in a situation where the very first pass for a young quarterback is a damn uh, Philly special where he's running out right. the side, back, running out the backside of the play and trying to catch a pass on his very first snap from, on, on, from the line of scrimmage. Like at the end of the day, those taking those types of chances just, just shows your approach to the game. And it just shows you're, you're, you're not willing to, to really be as creative as you, as you think you are. Right. You're throwing something out there because you think it's the right thing to do, but you're really not understanding how the whole game and the, the game is going. And for us, there were several situations this year where defense get a turnover, we got momentum, we get a punt return or something like that, we get a momentum, and all of a sudden we come out with some bogus-ass play call that just completely pushes us all the way back for a uh, tackle for loss or just throws us off script. And so at the end of the day, you got to have the right guy in there. Like I, like we talked about before, if we're going to go that offensive perspective, we got to have a guy that understands situational football, bro. That's like that's at its highest. Yeah. And you can't, you like you said, when bro. you had tread, when you had tread, think about those few games where you had tread out there calling the plays and you had coach Treadwell was, you know, for those that don't know, coach Treadwell was our offensive coordinator um, during our time at Michigan state. Um, when coach D'Antonio had a heart attack, he was able to step in as the interim head coach. And uh, we had some really substantial wins that ended up propelling our season um, and ultimately led us to a Big Ten championship at the end of the year, bro, which was which was very vital for our team. And so you can you can attest to that, BJ, when you have that that guy back there that understands, you know, what that offense is going through. You guys were able to go out and have some success. I mean, yeah. And it obviously so because he came up to us during the bowl game. like, Hey, bro, I'm out. I got a head coaching job. So it just showed go to show. The proof is in the pudding, man. And what was he? An offensive head coach. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, him yes, and Kirk sir. may not have been like this, but they kind of understood like it was, and we had success with it. And low key, I'm going to be totally real. And those, we was balling. At that one day. And oh, we yeah. were balling. We was balling. Oh, yeah. Like you said, we won the Big Ten that year. Like, like, mm -hmm. like that wasn't no fluke. Like he low key came out from the booth and said, all right, we're going to do this. I said, whoa. And it, and it was pivotal games too, though. Crucial yeah. third down situations. Yeah. Crucial fourth, fourth and one situations. And he was, and he was cool that shit too. Up. He was cool. dialing that shit up. Dialing, dialing that shit it up. up. Like, right. And that's where they don't, you know, you got to have guys that can speak that language, man. I, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I think the biggest thing for us is like, we, we tried to get a coach that was necessarily hip, but didn't necessarily, he didn't approach the game, I would say, obviously, from, you know, from from things that we've been seeing. He didn't approach the game from an external standpoint to where he was kind of, you know, completely locked in and dialed all the way in. We got to get a young bull that understands what we what we got going so we can naturally build for the next 10, 15, 20 years under this guy.
I'm gonna tell you what it was. I'm just gonna be putting everything on the table right now. This is what it was. What you was talking about, that that hip crap, mm-hmm. that was false confidence. So that man instilled false confidence into our program and it showed. I'm just saying, yeah. that's it looked good. The Range Rovers, the Dunks, the Jordans, the the the, the Pit Bulls, the Great Danes, whatever that was, it looked good. It, it looked did. real good. But it, when it come down to it, it was false confidence because we wasn't winning nothing. All we had done was beat Michigan. That was it. We hadn't accomplished nothing. Our marketing program was what is at its highest, and I think that's it the, was, I think that's one of the main reasons why I'm saying now is that like we got to keep with that marketing force that we did to be able to still keep the right sponsorships, but we got to have a guy that's going to be able to you know what I'm saying make that our, can still hold it down that a dude that can still still come up and talk to the kids, but still be like, hey, kid, sit down, hold on, hell yeah, relax. Like you know, you know what I mean. So it's just like, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not in that. You know, picking the. You know, if, I'm, that's probably why I'm not up there. But I don't get paid for that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like my opinion is we do need somebody who has like that real confidence that can relate to these kids still in a way, but can also grab the team by the horns and lead us to what we need to get to and have a good relationship with with. Because I don't care if it's an offensive, defensive coach. And now, I mean, yeah, I want that. But at the end of the day, I want my head coach to have a good relationship with my Q. Like, if, well, if, if I mean, I'm just saying, really? like, at this age, no, what we going points. through right now, we need that. I feel like we need that. I need, so if whoever it is, y'all, I want y'all to be text buddies this offseason. Hey, 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 how you doing? How's the fam? Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. all y'all talking. Communicate all offseason. Whatever y'all got to do, man, because. I want that to show. I want that to show come come next fall, man. Like we gotta we gotta step it up. And it's you know as alumni as, as former players, we you know we we we, we pressure. We we trying to the hot the hot hot hot. It's boiling. Yeah, and you know that, and, what I'm saying. So whoever come in, they know they got a they got a job to do. They got something to clean up because everybody gonna be waiting. So oh, they gonna be waiting. Is, man. We gonna be in some big games. We gonna be in some yeah. big games next year, bro. On TV, televised, prime time still. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. We still here. We ain't going nowhere either. So y'all gonna have to just get used to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Green nah, and white, yeah, so, going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? That's a but fact. I mean, just I mean, I, I would say like one one guy left outside of the the norm would be the Alex Akins dude. But I think his biggest display that's the Florida State OC. Yeah. He's a young bull, but the biggest mm-hmm. thing I would see is how well he calls his offense now that they don't have Travis Rudolph, right? Mm-hmm. But if he does well, though, if he if they still look formidable, you feel me? I think mm-hmm. this is a guy that we definitely need to take a harder look at as well because, you know, I know you mentioned the Oregon State head coach before, but, he you know, he just got DJ from Clemson. You feel me? He mm-hmm. ended up getting a nice quarterback in he order did. to really help propel what, where their offense is, right? And then, like we talked about, a lot of the smaller bulls in the cabinet, bro, this Alex Akins dude, I mean, you got a cat that's up for the Heisman at the moment right now. So you got to realize all of the people that are after him at this at this point in time throughout the year got to be willing to, to empty those pockets just like we did for Mel. Because Mel, at the huh. end of the day, Mel only has success as a coordinator at Georgia. Mel didn't have success as the, as the HC before we threw the whole bag at Mel. And so I think at the end of the day, like, you have to – be willing to throw the whole bag at somebody else then, man, to make sure that we get ourselves back on track. Because like I told you, man, no, this ain't no shot to, to some of the teams that I'm mentioning, but we can easily turn into, you know, Indiana. We could turn into Illinois. We could turn into programs that, 
you know, if they get eight wins, they're happy for the year. Like we're not in that program. We're not in that situation. Like we, we're a 10, 11, 12 plus team and we need to be getting back to that, that, that type of standard. That's a fact. I'm saying you heard you heard the man. Still throw that bag. Don't don't let your old boo do you dirty. Now you just cuffing everything for the next one. They messing it up. They messed it up for everybody else. Come on. Come on. Let's 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 still be open. Open to new relationships, new beginnings. Yes, you know? new you gotta, beginnings. You gotta keep your heart open to whoever wants to come and come and fulfill that for you. You know, you know, that's man. that's just a little bit of advice for me. Take it how you want to take it. You feel me? But but nah, so. I like that, man. We gotta we gotta embrace it, but we can't be stingy with it, man. We gotta we gotta nope. whoever's coming in, we gotta show them that love that we showed Mel when he came in. You know, whether whether it's compensation, love, however you wanna do it, like just you know, camaraderie, whatever we got, probably compensation, but you know, whatever we gotta do. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, yeah. That was, that was a great talk. We've been, we had a lot to get off our chest there, huh? Oh, they were. We, bro, we trying to win, BJ. Like, that's the big thing. You going they to were. the offseason, that team, that team meeting, bro, you know how it go. But you bring that team meeting there before the winter, you be like, man, we there trying we to, go. what we trying to do? Like, you know what I mean? Let me know like, what we doing, man. What's you know up? what I mean? Like, come on, man. And I, and yeah. I just, I don't know, man. We got, we got some good stuff, bro. And I, honestly, uh, I think the biggest thing is getting some feedback from some of our fan bases uh, and then, you know, see if this is a topic that they want to move forward with again next week. Because, you know, obviously after we go in and, and get this upset win against Penn State, you know, everybody's going to be talking about us and we're going to be in a situation where people are going to want to, you know, see what Michigan State is really all about because we just ain't really had that signature win this year. Like even at five and seven, you know, we still beat Michigan at one point in time. I think at the end of the day, we still should be able to to have the same success this year. And get that signature win, man. I think uh, Penn State is is due for this good upset. Yeah, man, you you heard the man. We're gonna we're gonna get Penn State a run for their money this week. So, speaking of, give me a, a score prediction. Where what you got? Just give, let me get it. I'm a I'm gonna go 17-14 us uh, on a field goal. I'm saying Kim for the win. I'm, I'm you know what I'm saying. Get the Kim, get Kim up through the goalpost for the win. So I'm going 17-14 us. Uh Caden Hauser, let's go. Two touchdowns, one, one rush, one throw, mm. no turnovers. Oh, no TOs. I love that. No turnovers. I love that. Okay. I got us. Uh we we put what up? We put up what 24 last week. We won by three. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm gonna now give Penn, us I'm, now this is the only thing though. Penn State got the best, Penn State got the best defense, top 10 defense in the no. country. That's what I'm saying. They got a top ten defense. That's why I kept it low for us. We gotta, say, we gotta this, steal some plays. They say, they say, uh, Indiana defense. Now this, this, and we, we in Happy Valley too. Oh no, we in the Detroit. Never mind. We, oh, we, we, we in the dome. Yeah, baby, we, we in, in the dome. We inside. Going crazy, going crazy, mm, on the babies. We inside. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like yeah, the defensive yeah. players gonna be cramping up. They ain't ready. They used to that cold. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, 28-21, Michigan State. Kate gonna give me another three piece, and then Carter gonna that, run me one in. Come on, come on! What we doing, man? What we I doing? Four that, field. That, that turf going crazy. That turf, if I you played play. on that turf. Come on, man! We played. That turf going if, crazy. I had two tutties on that turf. That turf crazy. I, I remember my dad was like, "This is before they opened it, uh, the the." The, the alcohol in college, the, the sales, alcohol sales. Yeah. My dad was like, I love y'all playing for a field. You, know, you can go buy the beer at the game. You can get you a drink at the game. I said, oh, yeah, you vibing. <laughs> well, your dad, bro, your dad be turned up. He always had the best spirit, though. That boy be in there turned up, boy. <laughs> no, nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Hell, yeah. But now, nah, oh, yeah, hold on. But speaking of turned up, one quick thing. So you know how we get tickets for the game? 
Let me get yeah. tickets. Like, all right. So I guess it was like a away game. I had like my 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 brother, my sister, my mom come in. And I'm like somebody, I think my nana, like my dad's mom. And my dad was yeah. like, just get in them tickets. I get my I get in the game. I get in, I get my own tickets. I'm like, all right, cool. My bad, man. So uh I think it was he did it twice. But let's just uh Michigan week. It was Michigan week. Boom. You know how we would get off of the uh get off of the bus and like we were at Michigan. So I couldn't yeah. get no extra tickets. So we get off of the bus before before the game. We still got our sweats and stuff on. We go walk the field, bro. My dad he put on he put on the uh like what you got on like with the hat, yeah. the the polo with the khakis and the belt that everybody the coaches had with the shoes. He bought the whole fit. I'm like, were you at Party City, cousin? Bro, I had the whole fit. We walking on the field. I get a tap on my shoulder like, you ready, son? Let's go get him. I'm like. How you get down here? How do you get? Down? But now look at him. He dressed just like 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 Dylan. He dressed like like the equipment. That, he dressed like you know like the coaches. I'm like, oh my gosh. So then this dude he ends up staying the whole sideline on the game, sitting with the bus driver. All right, of who who bust us from the hotel to the to the to the uh, field, bro. It was the most hilarious. Shit. And he did it. He did it versus Purdue. And he did it versus Michigan. We won both games. Had me a little seventy-yard post to the crib. It was good, man. He was good luck. He was a good luck charm on that sideline, man. Shout out pops. Shout out pops, man. Shout out the OG, man. Like, come on, man. That boy down there with the khakis had the team belt on. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, a, I'm, a guilt. I'm going to see my son play. I don't need no tickets. I good. I'll be all right. I was like, oh, okay. He probably. He probably passed out a couple water bottles just to fit in. Like, hey, y'all, y'all oh, thirsty. Yeah. Y'all need thirsty, a little. Yeah. High-fiving the bus driver. I'm like, yo, this is wild. Dude get hurt. Sally. He call her right. Sally. Sally. Get her. <laughs> we need one. We need. <laughs> he probably no, like was... special teams. Special teams alert. Third down. No, nah, That boy was it. That boy in grain. I think, I think Trent peeped him, though. He just ain't say nothing. I think he said Trent peeped him. like. <laughs> They had the all-state hands in that field goal. He said he went, yeah. up to, he went up to Swenson and was like, come on, man, right in the hands, baby. Just kick it right in the hands. I said, bro, you wild boy, man. Hey, man wild. That boy goes, where your dog, credentials though. at? Yeah. That boy was lit. <laughs> never gave, hey, he was one of them dudes that never wait in line. You know one of them cats. Like, you feel me? Like, all right. He's, hey, he listen, hey, out. look, hey, you can teach his own, man. If he can get Finesse. away with it, for real, that boy <laughs> finessing. But nah, man, any, uh, we got your predictions, man. Any last words before me and Werv get up out of here? Werv, you good? You got something, anything? Anything for him? I got greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. No, <laughs> nah, nah, listen, Mom, listen. Mom. Happy Thanksgiving, baby, you right. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> we going crazy. Make sure, <laughs> man, you know what I'm saying? This a fat boy holiday. Hey, listen. <laughs> Leftovers about a week and a half. It can't go past 10 days. Can't go past 10 days. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, man, make sure you get the, the, the baked turkey, the fried turkey, goddamn. Listen, don't bring nothing to the to the table if it ain't got no good season on it. If you're going to somebody's friend's house, make sure your dish is always at the is is the best dish on the table, man, because I don't want to be talking about who cooked this, who cooked this. Yeah, and don't mess up that mac and cheese. Don't put no Ritz crackers or breadcrumbs on the mac and cheese, or you will be nope. kicked out and violate. You will, that will not stand on Thanksgiving. Don't do it. Don't hey, do man, it. Listen, don't, don't do it. Make sure it. Listen, sweet potato over pumpkin. Come sweet on. potato over pumpkin. You know what I'm saying? Come on. If you gotta you go, collard, by, you if can do you cabbage. Go hey, we, we, good either way, collard or cabbage. 
call it or cabbage, but if you got to buy the sweet potato, make sure Patty LaBelle's, make sure you get that Patty LaBelle yeah. file, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She be coming through, that little Patty. But otherwise, man, just make sure them seasoning right, man. Man, season it up, man. Well, you heard it from the man. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Get full. Watch some football this weekend. We'll highlight y'all next week. Peace. Yes, sir. Go green. Go wide.